0: Do you call
1: Broken but glorious. I'm Chris Lappin, and join me this week. I've got Baron Corbin's only friends, Nick Davy and Oliver Newman. I'm a lone wolf. <laughs> I do this evening, lads. I don't have you friends, good just, just brother
0: and sisters. <laughs> what did you say about brothers and sisters? I said I don't have any friends, just brothers and sisters. That oh, was, okay. you know, the first ever birthday
1: All right, so with us reviewing two massive shows this week, we've only got time for one piece of news. That's um, James Ellsworth being released.
0: <laughs>
1: it's a bit of a shocker, considering the storyline he seems to be doing on the European tour and getting beaten up by the women every week. Every Pretty show. Fair, well, I'll take the
0: baton while those down.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, He's already started taking bookings in February for these um, shows, but no, I best that's the best about him is that he's had a good hasn't no, no, he? I think he, was, he probably did more than he ever imagined with the, uh, with the uh, styles and Ambrose feud last year. Hi, this
1: is Dave Mercy, owner of Pro Wrestling Chaos, and you're listening to Broken but Glorious. Uh, shall we kick off straight with uh, NXT TakeOver War Games then? Um... I really enjoyed the opening match between Cassian, Cass- Cassius Ono and um, Lars Sullivan. The classic big man battle with two horses just beat crap out of each other for minutes.
2: This review is scheduled one view. One
1: <laughs> view. Yeah. Did you enjoy the opening match, mate? Uh, yeah, um, excellent. It's the
0: first time I've really actually seen uh, Lars Sullivan actually wrestle as well, and uh, I was really, really impressed. Uh, I thought it was a great match between both of them, Cassius Uno you know, um, years uh but that no, was a great match and uh and yeah, i no, a real good open It was that, an extremely good um, show.
1: Do you enjoy the match, Oliver?
0: Yeah, for it was uh know, yeah, good uh that two
2: horses kind of going after each other really. Uh I see a lot of potential in Lars Sullivan I think he'll do amazing on the main roster in the, the years to come and um, obviously I know the season but so uh, Putting him in the ring with Sullivan is a good idea at this moment in time because he, he's got the ability to make uh, something look good. Obviously Sullivan's good in his own right, so yeah, very enjoyable, very match.
1: Yeah, I surprisingly found out the age of the last Sullivan this week, so anybody want to have a guess?
2: 29.
1: Surprisingly he, he is 29. Yeah.
2: 20, yeah. 29. 29, wow. It looks like it's the next okay. question. <laughs>
1: I think like well into his le- mid-30s, early 40s. <laughs> I'm older than Lars Sullivan. It's pretty scary. Right. So.
2: That's Should the next.
1: <laughs> there, my you ready,
2: Nick? Yeah.
1: Can you get a bit ne- nearer to your phone? No, You're cutting out a little bit. Sorry? You're cutting out a little bit. Can you get a bit closer to your phone? Keep it oh, okay. I'll just do mine
0: through that. I'm just doing talk for a cat tied to a string. <laughs> yeah, how's
1: now? That's better, yeah.
2: you could increase the volume. Now? Yeah, you, you can increase the volume of the call if you need to as well, I lost. Oh, okay. I've put on my phone quite a few times in recent weeks. No, we can yeah. hear you.
1: Right, you ready then? Yeah. Yes. Right. Right, so next up was probably my favourite match of the whole weekend, Velveteen Dream versus House the Black. Um, before we get into the match, Oliver, what do, what were your thoughts of the Dreams Rick Rude style tights with the uh, black on one leg and his own an image on the other leg and the meeting in the middle?
2: Yeah, I just thought this was amazing. To be honest, uh, you know, it, it suited the storyline. He was trying to roll up Black and make him say his name. So um, this this whole the tights thing. Of, would be like
1: an insult to, to Black and stuff, but as, as a fan it was such a cool visual, really good. Yeah, there was a great spot in the middle of the match where Black jumped off the middle rope into a seat into a seating position, and then Dream moved in, shaking his hips, and, the, and then sat opposite him, like taking it up like mocking him, basically. Yeah. But then Black sexually crawled over to him, mocking the Dream back, which didn't seem to get caught on the camera very well. but. Nick, what were your thoughts of this match? Yeah, well, it was an excellent, an ex- technically
0: a uh, gift match. Um, so, uh, Alistair has been a firm uh, favourite of the... Uh, well, he's probably my favourite of him. the match. I've seen live in his shows. Uh, my first ever he showed, the show. Uh, so, he's been a huge, huge fan. Uh, and, yeah, no, it's so good to see him doing one of the main roster. Um, and yeah, I think again, I think this match proves is how safe hands WWE is with NXT. Uh, it's a match, what, second of the second, second match of the night, a match to the eight contender, two superstars that obviously haven't really been near the main event pitch yet, as well. Let's face it, NXT. Uh, so no, I think it looks what safe hands WWE, WWE, and what the NXT is in as a whole. Yeah, the think, NK
2: NKN. Who, oh, who
0: did the uh, ref on your first uh, in the show? Uh, it was a tag team match. It was uh, him and Michael Dalton versus uh, what, the squad versus the League of obviously James Davis and Rob Lynch uh, in a tag team TLC match uh, which losers oh. could never tag in through Rochester again but yeah, Tommy got two per stone off the top rope for a ladder. Uh, Ouch. And it was that moment there and I was like, I'm sold into a new wrestling because I'm pretty sick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the NK in my dream was talking some trash and then Black just nailed the black mask and put a pin. Such so a brilliant That's move, right. Such a simple move, but such an effective move, the black mask. It's,
2: it's like what Nick said with, with regards to a technical wrestling fans' dream. This, this was kind of a dream match for me in terms of how it was executed, the way they built to it, all for it a match um, you know, building and then into the strikes and stuff. And I think this is uh one of the WWE matches of the year to be honest. And mm. I'll be interested to see when two thousand is over it kind of uh, is a rounding match of the you know, match of the year candidate all over the world.
1: So at the end of the match fans were chanting say his name, say his name as Black took the match That took a mic and then Black tells Dreams who enjoy his infamy and then says his name. Which kind of sadly kind of ends the feud. I was really enjoying this group.
2: Well I think one of the interesting things what I saw online was in don't say name and then have another match or series of matches build up to like an I quit match. Yeah. And then and then whoever loses obviously has to say I oh, quit or
0: first name which yeah. would have been really cool. That would've been cool, yeah. I think um, I think Alice the Platts could have been entitled like by the set by yeah by um Magic Got, I think he's going to be in the, the takeover main event come on the weekend. Go him. Yeah, him against Almas.
1: And he, um, w- he so. wins in that um, cold versus <laughs> black at Mania weekend. We need to fade to black. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's a good show. Uh, Chris had a cold against the Black. That be cause, a cause at, <laughs> because at Mania weekend it's gonna be like Gargano against Champ as well, Nick. Because the only other person I could think that to go into happy against, as well. Yeah, I know it will, Nick. Uh, to go into the NXT title scene would be Johnny Gargano, but I reckon Champ's gonna come back, and then two are either gonna have a big blow-off match at WrestleMania, um, TakeOver, or. Um, and, and if he comes back for the Royal Rumble takeover or they'll, they'll have their match at Wrestlemania so uh, Wrestlemania takeover sorry so uh, the, the two main tenders I would say NXT title, title be tied up in each other. so I think it'll be Black against,
1: against Karl like you guys think. Yeah, I'd be real excited for that match I mean we're two favourite NXT people at the moment uh, so next up was the Fatal 4 away for the vacant uh, NXT women's title Nikki uh, Cross versus Carrie Sane versus Peyton Royce versus Ember Moon. Um, Oliver, are you pleased with Ember Moon winning?
2: No, I wanted to be Payne Royce. Yeah. Uh I think the, the iconic duo, uh, Peyton Royce has been, it's been one of the stars of two thousand seventeen. Uh across the board, not just, you know, from a last perspective. Uh you know, across the board W V, she's been amazing. Um uh, the, the fan support on, online, they even mentioned it on the broadcast was behind Peyton Royce. Um, Ember Moon is fantastic. though. I'm not going to take that away. Of course, I I just wanted it to, to be a shake-up. Uh, Corey saying um I didn't, didn't want her to win it because she's won the main young classic and she's gone straight to the NXT with title. Nikki Cross um would have been a you know a possibility as well uh but I want Ember right I'm not going to lie.
1: Does it come across as if Ember Moon has got it by default because she couldn't beat Oscar so now? The impression I'm getting it from it. Whereas if she lost this match and then won it from someone, she's kind of burnt it.
2: I think the key thing is the, the two title shots she had before been asked. Yeah. So this is the third shot ask asked. Not in the picture. Why not put it on voice and then move it to Moon afterwards? But, you know, they, they could have done that. They could have. Could have cheated in. Uh, Billy Kay could have involved. Could have done anything. Could have really. I just think it was the wrong decision.
1: Uh, Nick, did you enjoy the spot at the end where Oscar presented the move with the belt? Um,
0: yeah, I did, actually. I think um, it made a bit of sense, Oscar being there. Uh, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, showed a good bit of respect between the two. Um, so, yeah, no, I, thought, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, so it made a bit of sense of her being, watching the match in the crowd. Uh, so, yeah, no, a nice, cool spot. And, um Oh, I personally am um, very happy. Emily one I think she deserves it. I think she's been excellent in her matches
1: this year, and um, excited to see where she goes about. So, would you go forward in this match? Would you get, Would you try then going forward? Do you think Nikki Cross would get get the next shot, and then or would you go with the iconic trio? uh Nikki Cross. So I like Nikki Cross.
0: I love Nikki Cross. <laughs> yeah, I think I think mean, she's great,
1: but I don't know if they're going to go
2: with two. Um, Heroines are there. We don't tend to go that way. They, they go with one villain and one heroine. As well. oh, yeah. um, I, I can't think who's going to go up against it, honestly, if it's not Royce. Yeah, go
1: A triple threat match between the two. Be cool.
2: I think it needs an injection of new blood, to be honest. Next Tony season. Storm. It, yeah?
1: Oh, yeah, Tony Storm. Nixon, oh. yeah.
2: That would be a good choice. Um, uh, Jazzy Gaber, the alpha female, that would mm-hmm. be, be a pretty cool
1: match. It's going to be interesting where they fit all these, mate, because I've been like, 15 or 16 of the main Young Classic girls. It's going to be interesting where they fit them all in.
2: Well, like I said, I think the division just needs neat new blood in it now, really. You've seen the match- matches in different ways over and over again, haven't you? So it's... Uh, it's time for some for some new female to step up in the NXT. Alright,
1: so next next up we have a new NXT champion. It's um, Andrade Cien Olmos defeated Drew uh, McIntyre. Um, Nick, were you shocked by this result? I was, yeah. Um,
0: not angry, but, um, I think um, it just surprised me that McIntyre's only had the belt for one takeover. Well, one about the last takeover. Um, I, I would have kept it on McIntyre personally for another thing, so he deserves it, um, but no, I think uh, it was a great, great match. First of all, and to be fair, um, um, the new champion has been very impressive. Uh, so his match against Gargano was my favourite match of the last takeover. Yeah, it's been brilliant on NXT um, since um, for, well for the for the last sort of six months or so. Uh, so it's deserved. Uh, I'd kept it on McIntyre and I would have maybe had the belt change at, um, at, the, at the next takeover but um, no, nonetheless um, a great match I, I don't think the feud will be done here
1: yeah, Oliver do you think he's going to have a long reign we've discussed them before you think he might lose a Royal Rumble
2: yeah like I said on a, a previous show um, I believe Dalmas would win uh, Daniel on to face Cla- Claxton undefeated at, at the Rumble and um, I'm, I'm guessing the title's going to go on to Black, uh, and then we've we discussed earlier Black versus Adam Cole at WrestleMania weekend, and so I, I think the the title's playing a bit of hot potato at the moment, but it's is, it is working for the company, you know. Um, Bobby Roode had it longest time. Drew McIntyre has done. The best he can do, the best of his ability, up until this point, it was the right decision to move it to Almas. Because him and Zelina Vega have been amazing all summer. And then it's the right decision to move it to black in January. So report,
1: um, oh, sorry. the reports are that Trier was due to move up to the main roster, but he's injured his arm, which could keep him out to three to six months.
2: Yeah, he's injured his bicep, hasn't he? Mm. So that's, that, that's a tough break. Because his promos have been just as good, if not better, than the matches. Yeah. And the intensity and the tenacity behind his promos have been incredible since he's come back. I
1: don't know, just the look of him compared to what he was in 2014 when he got released to what he is now. Is night and day.
2: He's a man on the mission, though, isn't he? Mm. Compared to. They, they, they broke him down at, at that point and then he left and he's man on a mission, went around the globe. Titles on him and defending them around the globe and stuff, and he, he's just been, uh, you know, superb on the indie scene. He's come back and he's he's brought that into the WWE ring. It's a real shame if he's picked up a long-term injury because, like I said, his promo work's been fantastic and his uh, his in-ring matches have been really good. And if they call up to the main roster was on the cards, it's it's good to me, isn't it? Really? Yeah,
1: you can see him just coming as- just bypassing the coming back to NXT and just bringing them straight to the main roster. So. Hopefully. So we'll be back around Mania, probably, won't we? That's perfect
2: time, isn't it? Mm. Debut him on the show after
1: WrestleMania. Pre NBA reunion. That's what you need against the Shield. <laughs> right, next up was War Games between Sanders The Undisputed Era, Orphers of Pain, and Roderick Strong. Nick, do you want to have a go at explaining the rules?
0: No. All I will say though, this was my match of the night, match of the weekend. Um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Uh, uh, Really, really enjoyed it from start to finish. Uh, um, Just in general, I thought it was excellent. Um, I uh, I really can't say say no more. I mean, it was my type of match. I thought all of them were excellent. Um, uh, It was just, I thought it was just brilliant uh, from from start to finish. uh, Yeah, generally, yeah, very entertaining match that actually has. your grip, that you just really want to see every move, basically. Uh, and I think every, every single man in the match has done themselves.
1: Uh, justice. Yeah, there was a few complaints that this isn't War Games, but it was very much a WWE version of War Games because they had no roof on the cage. You, you could win by pinfall where you meant to. It's meant to be just submission or knockouts. I thought I thought it was wonderfully wild and it was a great main event. Um, I think they played into stipulation well. I think the introduction of the weapons escalated the violence and got the crowd into it on a completely different level. It looked like he forgot to bring the tables in, so the crowd's like, we want tables, we want tables. Hello? Hello? Ah. Hello? Hello? Hello. Yeah,
0: no, right. Yeah, it was... uh... So I don't. So I'll be honest. I don't really remember too much of the w, WCW War Games. So it was a bit before my time. Uh, so uh, I can't comment too much on that. But what I can comment is I thought it was again be a very, very entertaining match. And uh, had a bit of an old school feel to it. Yeah. Um, in my personal opinion, like the violence and everything. Um, and the other stuff. Whatever in the match was quality. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm really happy that um, I'm really happy that Adam Cole. Bobby Fish and
1: uh, Father I I thought it was brutal it was violent they played off the cold strong diamond really well and they, they kept it going by making Young take the loss rather than the undisputed era or strong and Oliver what were your thoughts of the, game, the match? Uh, yeah well, I got needs
2: sports. thoughts to be honest it was it was everything that you know, war games has has been over the years, uh, you know, much much like Nick. I can't say I've seen too many of them because you know, WWE wasn't on uh, TV in the UK nineties. Through the advent a- advent of the uh, network, it's made me want to check out more. So uh, that that's done the job. Um, everyone comes out of that match looking, uh, you know. Really well. Uh, obviously the Undisputed Era um, were, were really good. Uh, Killian Danes had a you know, an XTW performance of a lifetime. He was incredible. Um, yeah, everything that you wanted. Uh, you know, the the network cost nine ninety nine a month, of not it? So I think you got your nine ninety nine for from that match. It was uh, an incredible visual, uh, you know artistic display.
1: Were um, you um, surprised that Strong didn't turn?
2: Um, I think with the way the storyline's gone and everything that they've shown on, on TV and stuff, it doesn't make sense for him to do it right now. No. Uh, unless you want to shock the audience. So I would probably have Strong against Cole at the Rumble NXT TakeOver. And you know, maybe do it then. He, he he does need to join the undisputed era if his career is going to take off again. I think. Right. So, Oliver, you, you asked our
1: Star- oh, so, so Oliver, you asked our Twitter followers what what their thoughts were. Um, what were the results on the the show itself? Yep. Oh, what the favourite match was? Oh, yeah. I was going to say
2: I asked a number of things. Yeah, um, I think the the takeover of the year is War Games. The, the show was seen as being excellent uh, to the to the rest of my recollection, and the match of the nights was I think I think more Games again. Even though I would have gone with uh, Black against
0: uh, Valentin Dream.
1: Uh, Nick, next you agree, with our followers? I think that. No, uh, my
0: favorite club of the year was Chicago. Um, and my favorite match out of NXT was, uh, no, my, my favorite NXT match of the year was probably Liverpool match. Oh, yeah! It's the Macho Man, Wendy Savage, and every week I listen to the and Now Premier League podcast on V2 Football with Miss Elizabeth. Oh, yeah! Snap into it! Dig it!
1: we'll move on to Survivor Series um, so Survivor Series opened with The New Day versus The Shield um, The Shield beating The New Day I thought was a nice way to start the pay-per-view
0: my match of the night ooh uh, yeah
1: that was my match of the
0: night I thought it was brilliant it was refreshing to see The Shield back and but more more full credit to New Day I thought they um, really showed up for it um, Xavier Woods in particular I think he's someone who he's such an underrated wrestler I think it's unbelievable um uh, and he was looking Proper like badass As well at times As well Which was surprising The way he wasn't Sort of like I mean, Especially with Roman Reigns Wasn't it When Reigns was going For the um, The the, um, the Superman punches And stuff Yeah he was Standing up to it um, So I think New Day gave a proper Good account of themselves um, They would have made to look Pretty strong Given up Who they're up against Probably the Well What we're led to believe The, uh, the best The best ever stable In WWE history um, Certainly in recent era And uh, no I thought you know, proper showed up and gave it a really good match, and uh, yeah, so just refreshing to see the Shield um, back together. But obviously, the big question, the million-dollar question,
1: is where do the Shield go from here? Triple Threat match in
0: WrestleMania. Good
1: title. <laughs> Tension,
0: yeah. Well, I'd like—I'd rather that than what we're probably gonna get, personally. Um, but no, I don't know.
1: I thought the new day looked—they kind of went back to how they were two years ago, a bit heelish, but yeah.
0: I think they'll be, be really good tweeners like uh, joke around and everything but then in matches act like heels but act like I think they should insult like everyone basically just sort of be a, yeah just insult everyone
1: basically
0: <laughs> yeah, heels and faces maybe be a bit more on the mic be a bit more face baby face but then in the actual match act a bit heelish I
1: love it
2: yeah you know um, I, I thought it was a really good match again uh, this this is the reason why you bring the shield back. Um, it was just you know just bell to bell action. Uh, you know Nick's Nick's covered it really. Uh, the new day looked really impressive in defeat. The triple bomb spot off the you know the uh, the turnbuckles was really really cool to see. Um, yeah, really really good match. I really enjoyed
1: it. Yeah, great opening match. Absolutely. Uh, next up was the 5 fast five, 5 traditional elimination match between the the women. So it was um, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Tamina Snooker, Carmella, Naomi <laughs> versus Alicia Fox, Oscar, Maya Jax, Sasha Banks and Bayley. Um, Oliver, were you really surprised that Bailey and Becky Lynch were eliminated so early? I uh,
2: was really surprised at the, the quick roll-up of uh, Bailey by Becky Lynch. Um, that, that that surprised me a ton. And then Becky Lynch being eliminated is you know it's just a shock, a shock factor, isn't it? Really, so early on. There's, there's
1: rumours they want to just keep her away from Oscar for a later date.
2: Yeah, possibly. And they want wanting to put across that Natalia wanting to be the, the team captain, didn't they?
1: Yeah, cause they get she gave her a nice little wave as she got eliminated, as she came into the ring.
2: Exactly. So from a storyline perspective. It, it uh, it works with Becky Lynch elimination. Why Bailey got eliminated so
0: quickly, I'm not quite sure really.
1: Nick, did you enjoy how strongs I me in snooker was booked?
0: Um, I did actually. It's always nice. I think in these five and five matches, it's nice to see sort of surprises like that. Um, uh, if that makes sense, like with like quick, with surprise eliminations and what have you. Um, so I, I think that's when sort of well, I think almost in five and five matches in the Royal Rumble that sounds a bit football like, but I think form should technically go out the window. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes it a, bit, a bit more uh, fair point, Yeah, I don't know how to, to sort of describe it, but I think it makes it a bit more just more almost realistic that it's quite a chaotic match. Uh, so I think you should see a few more surprises like that, and say in the Rumble and in these five and five matches, it's not like it's a standard one on one match where yeah you wouldn't want to see people booked. Like weirdly, if that makes sense. But no, I, I liked it. With um, I liked the stare down with Tamina and and Nia no Jackson. I was really liked Tamina. I think she's a pr- very good wrestler. Um, so I, I quite enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, she was getting some eliminations in there. And um, no, I think as I say, I think these prime five, five matches. It's nice to see these sort of almost the surprise bookings and and the questions being asked after the match. And so I think, like I say, I think in these. Types of final five matches, the Royal Rumble and stuff, like Elimination Chambers, what have you, just any sort of big board match, I think, um, so booking should sort of almost got out the window and it should be, right, how can we sort of book this match to make it special sort of thing, or make it good, make stuff stand out, and yeah, like almost, as I say like that, uh, sounds a bit football hike or whatever, but form should go out the window.
1: I think it would have made a bit more of an impact if they booked, to me, you know, like they booked Nia because I don't remember the last time we won a, a match. Well, when they had the stare down, it was like, when not you just kick her ass? Because she never wins. You always win." Yeah, but it's good. It's good that she got. A, she got the. Yeah, she got. She pinned Bailey, then she was responsible for Nyjah's being counted out, and then when she went up against Oscar, she looked like a credible opponent for a couple of minutes before she got tapped out. Um, so Oscar was the sole survivor for. Team Raw um, Oliver was that a good booking decision but that's one
2: it was a great booking decision because I was Team Raw on the night and Nick was Team Smackdown Live yeah. <laughs> so it, it was nice to get one over on him uh, but in all seriousness it's a great booking decision because of how Asuka's been booked all the WWE career uh, she's just she's this undefeated wrestling machine mm. so for her to be the sole survivor is probably the best thing for her at this moment in time
1: I slightly would have preferred if it was maybe one on three at the end rather than one on two, so she just decimates the SmackDown team. Uh no, I,
2: I think it worked the way it needed to work,
1: to be honest. And next up, I um, I really enjoyed the um, Miz versus Darren Corbin match. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, Oliver, do you think the WWE did well with the heel versus heel dynamic between the two? Um... um...
2: I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. I mean, I, I like the promos building up to the match. Mm. Uh, the Miz going off on on his phone on Twitter was was uh, quite refreshing to see. Uh, and Baron Corbin got a really great promo on uh, on his phone as well, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, match wise, it was it it was as good as it could be. I think. Um, you know, the the use of uh, the Miz tarage as well as the the dynamic between the two wrestlers the fans you know didn't didn't go against it so obviously that's a good thing um me and Nick when we was talking you know just chatting whilst the show was on uh didn't didn't have much love for the match in all honesty um
1: I'm not saying it was a great match, but I just enjoyed it more than I thought it was. <laughs> it's,
2: it's probably because it's both up late on the night. Really, um, it's, it's probably as good as it could be for those two competitors at that time. And we, we just, um, you know, and obviously how how good the card uh, ends up being. It's it's probably the the, uh, the worst match on the card. You know, after all, as and awesome been
0: done.
1: Nick, what do you think of feuds being built over social media rather than on TV?
0: Um, I think, given that they didn't really have much time to do much with it, uh, I think they did the best they probably could have with the space and time. Uh, also, given that they're not on the same show, yeah. Uh, um, so I think they did they did the, probably the best they probably could have done with it, and yeah, it wasn't a bad match, was it? Better than I thought it was going to be. They did well, and the and heels are on- always also- quite hard to uh um, to sort of get involved Get the crowd involved And everything So it could have been dying But no I thought it was pretty good And um, Probably the correct winner I think Especially given that Where well it was tonight Will be too I think Corbyn Will have to have the win uh, But it's going hard To keep Corbyn The belt on Corbyn For a while um, right, To be fair The same with the Miz I'll keep them both champions for a, for a while The Miz should never lose The Intercontinental title Should have it For a long long time
2: Yeah um, But But one of the interesting things I saw um, online today was that the Miz should transfer back to SmackDown and go after AJ Styles' WB title. What do you reckon, lads? Oh, I don't see
1: him in the t- top title again. I, I like him being the top mid corner.
2: Yeah, sure. I, I think what he's done with the Intercontinental title, he deserves another shot at the top, really.
1: I don't know, he's good. If he's working with somebody, he's good. I don't think he could carry a match or carry a feud. But you, I, I enjoy him as the not like the top heel, but kind of the second or third top heel. I think he's found his place and he's quite happy with it. This
2: version of the Miz is better than the one that had the WWE title, isn't
1: it? Oh, definitely. Seven years older. Oh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think, I think they've got plenty of heels above him in the pecking order to go for the world title. I think he's good as he is. That make our title holder.
2: Ah, oh, fair enough. Who do you think is going to be AJ Styles' is new uh, next contender? I think it'll be Mahal again.
1: It'll be Mahal again, and then hopefully Nakamura wins the Rumble.
2: So you think it's going to be Styles versus Mahal, like, that's of champions?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I
0: reckon maybe in a stipulation match.
1: Okay. don't want it to be that, but I think it will. <laughs> 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 right, next up was the Battle of the Tag Team Champions, um, Usos versus The Bar. Um, down Live even things up here. Um, I don't have many notes on this match, but I thought it was a fun match. Yeah. Nick, what
0: were you think? Brilliant. I thought it was brilliant, I think again it proves just how good and how how people don't should sing more praises of the Usos. I think they're yeah. absolute quality. I've, I've always liked them as faces, to be fair. I think they've always had great matches with their faces, but I think they have taken it even to a next best next level. Being Hills there, I think they've been refreshing and everything since they turned heel. Um, I, I think their quality, you know, they really generally are great, great, and even ring tag team. Um, I think they'll be great for years to come. I think they'll be good as well when they can put young teams over. Uh, so I really think they've done so well since they've turned one They really are a nice. They really are a great tag team to, uh, to watch on the, on SmackDown. But um, and they, I so say it's a big win for them as well. And it's it's good seeing them get that big win over Sheamus and Cesaro. Whilst people may be disappointed that Sheamus and Cesaro didn't win. It does the Usos so much it does more harm I think it does more good um for the USOs. I think it was a bigger win for the Usos and it keeps them looking very strong. Um and yeah, no, I think um, um I think it's in a I think this uh, I think with this I think it's again just proves just how good the Usos are and how people need to sing more praise I think the USOs. Yeah,
1: there's a spot <laughs> where really he said super kick party. i apparently that within seconds the young Bucks... On Twitter, cease and desist, cease and desist, because they've got a trademark. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. No, the
2: the, um, the promo before the match as well. Nick, did you catch uh, when they were saying about the bartenders? I
1: thought the bartenders yeah, bit yeah, yeah. was good. I thought the second bit didn't find that funny, but I thought the bartenders was quite good.
2: That was brilliant. That was. Well, the match itself was, uh, like Nick said, it was a brilliant. Brilliant match. And I think it was the right decision for the Usos to win, and completely agree with Nick that the Usos have been underrated as a tag team for the longest time, and they've really, really come into their own as uh, the SmackDown uh, tag team champions.
1: And next up was the women's champions against each other. I thought I probably thought this was probably Bliss's best match in WWE. I agree with that. That's what the general
2: consensus was on the uh, Twitter.
1: Yeah, so it was a bit of a... My favourite part of the pre-show, because I did watch half the pre-show, was when they had that weird... They had the interview with Charlotte, and she goes, I hope you beat me. And then she tried to come back on herself. Said, and then... Um,
2: <laughs> Anything can happen on live TV.
1: Yeah, I can't even think what she was trying to say when she said, I hope you beat me. I don't
0: know. I thought it was an excellent match. I thought it was an excellent match um, by both... Um, and I, I think I completely agree that it Bliss is my favourite match and I think it, as I say, I think she can really kick on from here because obviously we you know how good she is on the mic she's a great great woman's wrestler Bliss and I think yeah this will do hopefully it will do her a load of, a world of good as well uh, Charlotte uh, well she's just the best in WWE and she woman wise um but it, it was a generally excellent match. And I'll be excited to see this down, further on down the line yeah. um, as, a, as a feud. I mean, obviously, they're on different brands. So maybe when they're on the same brand in the future, I think this could be a really good feud. Uh, and I can see it hopefully being a, a, like a long one, like a, a Charlotte versus Sasha type long feud. Because um, they've clearly got great chemistry in the ring. Uh, it was a, a very, a very nice match
2: to watch. They could have Sasha versus on the one front as the long women's sort of And Bliss versus Charlotte me on the other brand.
1: Yeah. yeah. I did want to just quickly mention the end, because Charlotte charged for a big boost and blatantly missed her by about a month. Oh, that month. Foot. <laughs> and but Bliss sold it like she got hit by a train. You <laughs> know, the big boot got nowhere nearer at all, if you go back and watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah but um, yeah Flair won with the figure 8 with huge pops from the crowd yeah, really good match really enjoyed it
2: yeah it was good if, if they had more um, you know preparation time and stuff like Nick says if they go into a long feud the, the match quality is just going to be outstanding uh, over time but this was a really good start to to something special in the future, hopefully.
1: That's why I think this whole "shall we go against each other" thing's a bit last minute because they could have got all these championships on the right people after Summerslam, and then ha- had like a proper build with every match because they they must have known they didn't want to have Natalya versus Bliss and Mahal versus Brock.
2: Come on, Chris, you give them the WWE so much credit here. They, you know, they they book on the fly. Yeah, but I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying. I'm well,
1: sure at least saying, it comes but... across
2: that
1: way on TV. <laughs> if you want to slay here. I'd say next up was the Universal title holder, Brock Lesnar versus WWE Champion AJ Styles. I love this match. Um, I love that there was no interference, no funny business, no BS. I, even, I did tweet out, if Jinder ruins this match, we riot. And <laughs> he didn't. So It I lived up to the hype, and I loved it. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on this match?
0: Yeah, I loved it. Um, absolutely, absolutely loved it. Um, I thought it was brilliant. It booked so well. It was just a very, very good match to watch. It was like, as uh, I think AJ Styles done so well in the match. Um, it was uh, he's made to look strong. I, I, I think this is just uh, people like to slate that we're booking and everything. I don't book booking before the match, but this is just gives you so much confidence how they can book a match because uh, uh, as I don't think you can with this match. I don't think there's anything you can criticize about it booking wise. Um, and it was probably uh, so I Steve, I personally prefer the Shield you know, because it was my type of match that was my match tonight, but I would uh, I can see why people definitely thought this was the match of the night because it was excellent and um, as I said I think the booking wise for, for this was absolutely spot on um, the correct winner but they made Styles look the best he obviously can in a losing bout if that makes sense so um, really really impressed and um, no um I think, obviously, both men are probably going to be champions uh, at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, Oliver, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, this was an incredible match. Uh, reminded
2: me of, you know, Brock versus uh, the late, great Eddie Guerrero at No Way Out 2004. Hmm. Yeah. Same, same style of match, underdog against the dominant champion. Uh, me and Nick, you know, we wanted this match to be like the CM Punk. Brock, as the match in terms of match quality. And it, you know, it was, I was concerned at the beginning of the match when AJ was getting thrown around and I was thinking, oh no, here we go again in terms of Brock just destroying somebody which has got really, you know, tiresome. Mm. But uh, when AJ made his comeback and stuff, it was, it was incredible and even though he was on team Nick for the night, uh, I found myself rooting for AJ. he, and, you know, it was an incredible performance and the only uh, Slight booking decision, uh, in terms of it being wrong, it's just the match should have uh, should have could have and should have lasted a little bit longer, and it wouldn't have overstayed its welcome. Just, uh, just
1: incredible. I think a 15-16 minute prop match is about as long as it can go, really.
2: Yeah, yeah I, and I think I think AJ should have won as well. Sorry about booking decisions, but. They they want to keep Brock looking strong until you know WrestleMania season, don't they? So that's the reason the decision went the way it did. But it would have been uh, the biggest nod to AJ Styles having a phenomenal almost two years in WWE if he had a beat the undefeated, you know, unbeatable uh, Brock Lesnar. That would have been that would have put this match over the edge.
1: Yeah, I'm, fa- I'm following um Simone, Joe and Braun Strowman uh, one f fired to the finish.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't like that as well, but um, you know, you've said on uh, the Broken But Glorious Wrestling uh, Twitter that the Wrestling observers saying that Vince wants, wants to, uh, to keep the F5 looking strong. That's why any one of his opponents is getting beaten by one of them.
1: So Roman Reigns, when he kicks out of it at WrestleMania, the crowd's going to, she'll go, <laughs> but he they won't, they'll be. But, <laughs>
2: they're going to boo it, aren't they? it will be more of a surprise when
1: he doesn't kick <laughs> yeah. out. I don't know what they're going for, but it's, just, it's so obvious what they're doing. I'm just
0: hoping they the have a Roman Reigns fan next
1: to me. you <laughs> are you saying? You're, you're going to WrestleMania, are you? <laughs> Not mentioning it. It's open
0: to the uh, penultimate match of the night, though,
1: to mention it. <laughs> 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 right, so the, the battle for brand supremacy is now tied at 3 all and as we go into the final traditional elimination match, uh, for those that don't know, it was Shane McMahon, versus, uh, Shane McMahon John Cena, Bobby Roode, Andy Orson, <laughs> and Nakamura versus Kurt Angle, Triple H, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor and Simone Joe. I have one or two complaints about this match. Uh, I thought the match was a complete clusterfuck of awful booking decisions. I thought Nakamura and Roode were eliminated too early. And should have been the opposite. I think Shaiman should have pinned Cena and Orson for that would pull him over more. Um, Cena did nothing, and it really annoyed me that he wore his green t shirt, not blue t shirt. Uh, <laughs> to be fair,
2: Triple H did the same.
1: He had a red well, t shirt. <laughs> um exposed. McMahon, a 47 year old non wrestler, single handedly ran off to the hottest stars in the company: and Zayn and Kevin Owens. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you didn't like this one, did you, Chris? Von <laughs> who' who's supposedly the monster among men was neutralised for 20 minutes by a single suplex even though it was for a table um, the whole 33 minute match was centred around the wrong pe- people it was basically my big complaint So, Oliver, your thoughts?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can make them as negative as yours, Chris um, I, thought, like I, th-
1: I, watched, I watched it twice and I didn't hate it as much the second time
2: <laughs> oh well you know every cloud has a silver lining um I like the, the the dream match teases that was quite cool um Balor Nakamura uh Rude Triple H um you know it's it's been said online and stuff that they they believe that Cena phoned it in you believe that 100% I'm interested to hear what Nick thinks about
1: that um Sorry, what, can you repeat that
2: about what Cena did? Uh, just phoned in his performance. What do you mean? Just, how uh, do um, I describe it? I just, just didn't give give his all, or was not yeah. a giant scene? A half
0: a half
2: Yeah, that's it, pretty much.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I disagree with that. I don't think it seems like that. Uh, it's rumours and rumours. No, I thought um, it was... The I hated it, <laughs> <laughs> I, it. I, I, I did I hated it um, I don't know whether it was because it was the last month. obviously like, when you're a main event you stay up where well, we live in England if you stay up late it's always going to be hard to deliver but no thinking back on the next day usually when the next day I have a little think about it I can say yeah, maybe it wasn't as bad as I think I, I thought that about but there's, there would have been I think, a lot of pay-per-views we said this a lot where the main events not really delivered um, in some matches this year apart from obviously was. Excellent, um, but looking some of the main events we've seen this year have been pretty poor. Um, and I wasn't too, yeah, to say this was just, I thought it was started off very well, don't get it wrong, I'm not going to try and slay it off big since I thought I loved the square downs at the start, but there's some brilliant ones Triple H and the NXT guys, Ruth Nakamura, uh, Cena and Angle, there's a, there a few good stair downs which I liked, but I think they could have maybe done more of them, made it a bit more of a hot, hot feel. Um, but then I thought it was just, yeah, booked weirdly, stupidly, uh, no sense, uh, so obviously, taking back all the things I said about how good the start was, looking, it was it just completely um, made no sense, some of the stuff, um, Triple H pedigree and obviously angle, fair enough, thinking, oh good, this is, we've got something big coming in. then he goes and does the same, Shame, man, it made no sense, and then Strowman obviously attacking Triple H, so I know it opens up a lot of storylines where it can all go from here, but, um, it all makes no sense of why anyone would want to do any of that sort of thing. Um, well, apart from Strowman, obviously, because he's I think he, 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 he makes Strowman quite cool. Again, he's clearly a face, and he's, one of the, he's clearly one of the most popular one obviously, because we've got at the moment in WWE. But yeah, no, I'm um, not impressed.
1: Right now, what I what think, from you know,
2: where's from there? Sorry, if you look at Triple H's Twitter before the match happened, it kind of tells you exactly what's going to happen in the match. It it says, you know, I'm going to do what's best for business. But to take each one one of those decisions, uh, you know, on their own, he pedigreed Angle because Stephanie doesn't want Angle in the position, I I reckon. He pedigreed Shane because Stephanie doesn't like Shane. And why he did it to, uh, you know, at the behest of Braun Strowman, that was, you know, one of the strangest things I've seen for a while. It, it was the booking that's that's kind of ruined the the main event, really.
1: Yeah. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say next. Um, <laughs> so. Right, so slightly off topic, but does this build up to this match show that WWE has forgotten how to create new stars, as it keeps having to go back to Triple H, John Cena, or to Kurt Angle? I
2: think the the key with this is the the stars are that. The you know the the stars are there ready to be created and they're putting no! yeah that's that's who they they really should have put over.
1: I think I think they did a brilliant job putting Braun put Strowman over apart from the no! twenty minutes late. He sat he lay on the floor. But
2: just going back to the match a second, um, I, was, I don't know if you was waiting for this when you were watching it live, Nick, but did you expect Jason Jordan to set up at any point or was that just me?
1: Well, in his, his,
0: <laughs>
1: in his interview, yeah, but in the Jordan night, he did say, I'm fit and I will be out there. And...
0: Yeah, I, I thought he would. Yeah, I was waiting for St. Jordan to come out. and there, I was—I I don't know whether I i think, that's football went, when talked about it, after football on Sunday, I was expecting some major stuff to happen. I thought it was either Owens or Zayn going to come out. Um, I and they I'd... did.
1: Sorry? And they did. They didn't do anything. For us. When? Zayn
0: and Owens. the
2: came out to try and take out Shane.
1: And then Shane chased them off. Which is one of my big complaints. <laughs> I think I might have been, uh, I
0: think I might have nodded off during this
1: bit. <laughs> yeah, you might have did. Well you didn't miss uh, yeah, anything, no, they were only no, really no. there for a second
0: so. Yeah, but there's nothing major happened really. I thought I was just I was a bit I was just underwhelmed by the whole match to be honest and um, I, I had such high expectations. I'm not knocking the paper as a whole, I thought the paper as a whole was very good. Um but I had high expectations to the main event and they certainly went there and I thought it was actually the worst match of the night.
1: Yeah, um, Brian Alvarez from the Wrestling Observer has said that it's going to be Triple H angle at Royal Rumble leading into Triple H streaming at Wrestlemania.
2: Probably the best way to do it, in all
1: honesty. As long as streaming wins at Wrestlemania. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be yeah, a good show and throw about eight, nine people out of the Royal Rumble and then Triple H costs in the Royal Rumble. Because
2: he's doing what's best for business.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs>
2: But just going back to Jason Jordan for a second, he got booed at the Survivor Series, and obviously I see like a correlation between him and Rocky Maivere as characters.
1: Yeah. Do you
2: think when, do you think when it's all said and done that you know this will be, be the major turning point in his career?
1: So what you're saying is Jordan's going to become the new leader of the new hero. Yes,
2: <laughs> or the nation's going to come back.
1: <laughs> We're going to wheel out Charles Wright and Mark <laughs> Henry, Dealer Brown...
0: You better recognize somebody go and get the ass kicked. Somebody go and get the ass kicked. Beat him up, beat him up,
1: break his. No, uh. <laughs> I think,
0: um, Jordan, yeah. It'll be interesting where he goes from here as well. There is a lot of places they can try and go from here, but, um, overall, I'm, 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 I'm so I was far from happy. Because you fell asleep during your favourite part. Huh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So Oliver, you also asked the Twitter followers what their thoughts were about this show and what were the results of that.
2: Uh, I think the the show was uh they they it was very good. The match tonight was not Nick's choice. Um, it was Styles versus Lesnar. Yeah. Um yeah, that's that's
1: two poll questions asked. Yeah, Nick. So out of the two shows, which one was your favourite? Uh Takeover. Yeah, I, th- I think, that, yeah, I could probably go back and watch TakeOver, over and over again. But. Yeah. I don't know, so as I said, everything in this match, if they just stopped at Lesnar, Styles would be an 8 plus show. I think. Just, yeah, just completely and if ridden. they'd
2: have had Lesnar versus Styles after the monstrosity that was the 5-on-5 men's match. They might
0: have saved the show.
1: Well, that's true. I've just got no interest in Cena and Orton and Triple H and Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon anymore. That was 20 years ago. But I can say, I
0: didn't mind Triple H being there because I quite like who's involved with the NXT guys. Um, but yeah, Cena and Orton didn't really interest me. Um, I, I, I'm a big, big Shane Mac fan. You can put him in any match and I'll be glued to it because I just love Shane Mac. He's, Sorry, Chris. I know you said i chase I i was saying but I just love Shane Mac.
2: Well, uh, sorry, one second, Nick, no, but if you you could have took Cena and or Orton out of the match and put Owens and Zayn in.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I can agree why Owens and Zayn weren't in it, because uh, Sean, really wild Shane want a tag team with them when he's, and they just tried to end his life, basically, at NSL.
2: Um, well, in all honesty, the reason Owens and Zayn weren't in the match is because Brizango Breeze- needed his opponents. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, um, so. I'm a WWE exclusive video, they, they showed um, Stephen McMahon discussing possible move to Raw for the people. Yeah, like, uh, I saw
2: that.
1: Say that again, Chris. I said, uh, they, they did a WWE exclusive, WWE.com exclusive, where they showed Stephen McMahon talking to saying and no, and saying you should come over to Raw. Yeah, they're, well, st- they're speaking, they can't just have to smack down if they want to. I know again it. it's, it's football-like,
0: but... Sure, SmackDown hold their contracts, so they can't—they don't decide their own contracts, sort of thing. Would well,
2: insane leave Raw to get more opportunity in the land of opportunity on SmackDown Live?
0: Well, Owens and Zell, they both went over from the um, on the Superstar up didn't they? Yeah. So I, th- I think they'll both will be there on Smackdown. I think, uh, I think he clearly he's not done with the feud with Shane. So I think that will resume because it sort of took a burner, didn't it, whilst this Raw Smackdown feud's going on. I think that'll pick up again and I think they'll be all be surprised if it's Shane and a mystery par- partner versus Owen at Clash of Champions. Chris, so you said you would to talk out
2: Angle and, and Triple H at the Raw team. We've said Orton and Cena for Zayn and Owens in the SmackDown team. Yeah, who would you replace Angle and Triple H with in the Raw team?
1: I was quite looking forward to Jason Jordan. I just wanted to see what he could do against the big guys. I um, thought Bray Wyatt could have been in it. Yeah, it's true. So
2: Jordan and Wyatt.
1: Don't you start, need to start trying to build up guys and just forget about people from years ago? Or well, if you're going to use them, use them to put over new guys.
2: Exactly. I think it'll be Angle against Jordan at WrestleMania.
1: I reckon it'll be Angle and Jordan versus Gable and Benjamin. Some type of weird... <laughs> we don't know what to do if you say here's a match. Just <laughs> put
2: Benjamin back in the Money in the Bank, lad.
1: Oh, no, they, they got the pipe of plan out there, innit? Yeah. All right, so we've got a few interviews for you before our clash of Champions review. Um, Oliver recently caught up with a Legend of British of the British scene. Um, could you tell us a bit about your experience?
2: Yeah, I recently caught up with the British wrestling icon, the Phoenix Jody Fleisch. and we had a conversation um, spanning from uh, revival in uh, two thousand, talking about his career from two thousand and one until I think uh, the the end of two thousand and two. Three, so it's it's a fun listen. Uh, Jody was a really great interviewee, and we had a lot of fun with it. So uh, yeah, um, I hope that the Broken but Glorious Wrestling uh, podcast listeners enjoy the interview when it comes up.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, you can hear that interview with Jody on the twenty eighth of November. Um, next week, we'll be talking to the star of the New York scene, uh, Eric Eminon. and this should, uh, and that interview will be released on the fifth of December. So, if you've got any questions for him, um, you can email us at bbgwpod.gmail.com. dot That should be a really fun interview. So, um, so if you, yeah, so if you enjoy our show, please follow us on Twitter it's at bbgwpod. And a huge thanks for listening. And um, we'll see you for our review of Clash of Champions. Good night.
2: Good night.